Hello, church and ministry leaders. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast. Our aim in these podcasts, well, in fact, in all of our resources, is to help you become better informed church leaders by answering your questions. You have raised so many good questions, and we will do our best to answer them. We sure will. And one question that many church leaders have asked us is this, what can we do to reach new people in our churches? You know, that's a very good question. Mm -hmm. And it surfaces a need that most every church we know about has to reach those who don't yet know Jesus. And it's one that many church leaders wonder about. Absolutely. And we've been suggesting answers to that question in the last six episodes. And today... I believe we're going to bring that episode series to an end, right? (laughs) Well, that's our plan, but you know what they say about plans. They can change. (laughs) Right. But you are right. We intend for this episode to be the seventh and the last in the series, Reaching New People. So, what's the recommendation for this week? Well, our recommendation is to give attention to your weekend services. We certainly do believe that the Sunday services can reach new people. So in this episode, we want to talk about what church leaders can do to enhance their weekend services that will give them the opportunity to reach new people for the Lord. Yeah. And don't we still believe that people are searching for answers to life today? Yes. Yes. Don't don't we believe that they are looking for something that whether they know it or not, will fill the void and the emptiness that they feel in their lives? I think so. That said, don't we believe that a number of people will continue to show up at our services, people who are looking for those answers? I think church is still a place where people go to look for answers to life's deepest questions. So we're not giving up on the notion that weekend services can reach new people people who are in those services and are looking for meaning in their lives. Yes, and can't we say again how important those weekend services are? You know, the Bible teaches that the gathering of believers is important. The physical gathering of believers is important. And we could turn to 1 Corinthians 14 to talk about this, where Paul encourages all things to be done that will build up the church. Or we could also turn to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 as well. We could. Those weekend worship assemblies are important. You know, I heard an illustration recently that supports this conviction. You know, I enjoy watching college football on TV, but it's just not the same as watching the game in person. It's the same game, but not the same experience. Oh, yeah. Same for me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's something about experiencing a game in the company of others that makes it a different experience from just watching it on TV. And we could say that's the way it is for worship. It's one thing to watch worship on TV. It's another thing entirely to experience it in the presence of fellow believers. Mm -hmm. And along that line, let's say that the very first thing about a weekend service that draws people to God is the love of God from people who are there. Um, People's love for God draws people to God. Of course, this is not only true weekend worship assemblies, but it's true one-to-one, face-to-face as well. It's a Christian's love for God that can draw unbelievers to God. You know, I think that's a good point, and I don't know that we should skip over that point quickly. Mm -hmm. I I think it's one that we might not often think about, 
uh, we probably think about, well, what happens in that service that draws people to God? Well, there are things that happen in that worship service that do attract people to Jesus. But it's also the love that other people have for God that mm-hmm. draws people to God. So I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's talk about some of the things then uh, that, that draw people to God in the weekend services. So what do you say? What other things in those weekend services draw people to God, do you think? Okay, okay, well... Let's start with the message. Let's talk about the message first, or what we might call the sermon. You know, that message should be an engaging and relevant message. It should be a message that is Bible-based, to be sure, but a message that is relevant to life. Um, let's, let's work on that a little bit more. What specifics would you add about the message and how it might draw new people closer to the Lord? You know, what's relevant? What do you... Open that up a little more. Okay, well, I, I will offer some suggestions, but, but with much fear and trembling since I no longer preach every Sunday. I used to preach every Sunday for many years, but haven't done that in a while. So I'll offer a few suggestions here based on our experience. First of all, I would say that the message can and should speak to both insiders and outsiders. You know, we all face common problems, and we ask common questions. Whether we are believers or not, we all ask the same questions and have the same problems, so it should not be too difficult to address both groups. By all means, share the word and the words of the Lord, because both groups will benefit from that. Second, apply the scriptures to everyday life. You know, it's amazing to me how scripture addresses common problems of everyday life. I'm thinking of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and on other occasions in the Gospels when he talked about money or when he talked about worry and how worrying couldn't add one inch to your height or really change your life at all. I mean, the Scripture addresses common problems for everyday life. So apply those Scriptures to everyday life. Third, be willing to show some vulnerability. Now, I don't mean that you need to make this a time when you confess all of your sins, I'm talking now about being yourself, about just being a normal human being. You know, it's important to help people get to know you and to trust you. And new people, they don't know you. Uh, They won't know who you are, what you stand for, what you represent, what your values are. Well, first of all, help them to see that you are just a normal person, a person who relies on God, to be sure, a person who loves the Lord and who follows him, but not some holier-than-thou religious person. Be a person who's willing to be vulnerable and open because this will help people to get to know you and to trust you. A fourth suggestion that I would offer is to, to be sure to challenge people. You are not there just to give more information. Now, having said that, I need to think about that a little bit more. Well, of course, you are there to give information about who God is and how God wants us to live, who Jesus is, what it means to follow him. But do you know what I'm trying to say here? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, you're not just there to give more information from the Bible uh, about uh, this dynasty or that king. You're there to challenge your listeners. Your message needs a function that actually challenges the listeners to do something with the message that will change their lives. And preachers need to be clear on what they want their listeners to do with the message. 
Uh, make sure that the step you want your listeners to take is clear. Think to yourself as you're preparing your message, uh, what is the next step that I want my listeners to take when they hear this message? So make it a challenging message and help them to see what the next step is as a result of listening to the Word of God. And and let me offer this fifth suggestion. Uh, don't speak for a long time. <laughs> Keep it short. Yeah. You know, I preach for a long time every Sunday, but I didn't realize the value of this point until I actually sat in the pews for a while. Or after we came back from vacation and you'd helped with the three kids during church while <laughs> the, we were on vacation. Right, there you go. Uh, in other words, less is more. Leave the listeners wanting more. So keep your message short and just plan not to uh, belabor the point and speak for a long time. Well, we could say more about that, but maybe we should save that for a future episode. After all, less is more, right? <laughs> That's right. So the message on Sunday morning is important for reaching new people. Let's talk about something else about those weekend services that I think is really important for outreach. And our second suggestion is to give attention to the way you treat guests from the moment they pull up into the parking lot. You know, how we welcome guests is so important. You know, do they get a friendly greeting? Is there signage telling them where to go, where they don't just roam around and have a hard time finding anything? It's very important that we show our guests love and care when they come to visit. In fact, there's been some really interesting studies conducted that show that this is as important as the message, if not more. And I know that may shock a lot of people to hear that, but to me it makes sense. You know, we've all been to churches that were rather unfriendly, or should we say cold. And did it matter that the message was powerful and compelling? Maybe not, if we didn't even feel like we were welcome to be there. Very good. Okay. Well, what suggestions do you have for what we might call improving guest services? Okay. I I think, first of all, there needs to be a team of people. Some churches call them greeters. But it's a group of people who've accepted this as their ministry, and they're going to welcome the guests in a friendly and helpful way. They're gifted this way of just being warm and friendly. They're not shy. They're willing to walk up to a new person, someone they haven't met, and greet them. I mean, they're not going to knock them down. They know how to be appropriate with that. And they're willing to introduce that person maybe to their spouse or to another friend. And they'll stay with that person. They'll take them to the information table at least or let them know where it is. It's just really important for church leaders to spend some time thinking about how that church can help guests. From the parking lot to the front door to the children's wing and check-in and then on to the auditorium. You know, remember these guests are walking into a foreign environment. Make it less awkward for them by pointing them to where they want to go and giving directions and removing all of those awkward moments to where they find it's an environment where, hey, maybe they can belong and maybe this is a place that they can find out more about some of their deep questions. Or instead of just giving them directions to where they can go, just take them yourself. Right, right. Well, we recommend that those on this team wear the same outfit, right? Well, 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 the same, the same uniform. Um, okay. The same t-shirt. 
Maybe. Okay. Well, name something tags. Something that identifies Something them, that clearly. identifies yeah. them. Name tags are, are not going to be enough, right? No. I mean, you want your guests to be able to identify quickly those who might be able to help them. Uh, uh, for example, if you need help in Home Depot, where do you go? Lowe's. No. <laughs> you go to someone wearing an orange apron. That's right. And you can find them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that might not be a bad idea, by the way. Uh, produce aprons of the same color and ask your guest services team to wear an apron. Mm, no. Maybe not. <laughs> well, you get the point. Yeah, I, I do agree that they need to be where you can see them and identify them. And I think also volunteers for guest services need to be prepared to answer key questions that may be asked by the guests. You know, they need to be well informed. You don't want one of your volunteers to say, well, I don't know. We had someone say that to us one time. They didn't know where the adult classes were. If they didn't know, we were in trouble. And and those who volunteer for this role, they need to know how to put guests at ease. Let's not forget to mention that. I think one of the people that comes to our mind is a, a former elder, but more than that, just a dear friend. He was so good at that. He was kind of a calm, quiet type fella. But he just knew how to be friendly. He was soft-spoken. He smiled. He was helpful. He was genuine. He wasn't just a, you know, slap on the back person. He just made you feel comfortable wherever you were. Yeah. Yes, he did. Okay. Well, we've talked about the message and we've talked about guest services. Uh, What else would we want to talk about regarding our weekend services? Well, let's just briefly talk about the children's ministry. We hear church leaders asking what they can do to reach young adults, and I think one answer is to care for their kids. Adults are willing to sacrifice a lot for the sake of their children. Yeah, yeah, they'll put up with a sorry preacher and an unfriendly (laughs) church if their kids have a great experience. Well, I think that's true in many circumstances. In fact, I think we would even suggest that church leaders prioritize their children's ministry the Bible classes and all that's involved with the children's ministry, and here it comes, over the adult ministry. In fact, we would encourage churches to invest in kids' spaces over adult spaces and probably even to prioritize their kids' ministry over the teen ministry. I think we could say a lot more here There's so much more about making sure those spaces for the kids are clean and they're safe. And people that are working back there have had background checks. I mean, parents not only care about these things, but they research these things before they place their children in any child care facility. They want to know what kind of situation their child is going to be in, if it's clean, if it's safe, it's age appropriate, all of those things. So we really do encourage church leaders to put a lot of thought, a lot of prioritizing of resources into those children's spaces. Good. Any closing thoughts you want to make, Corey, wrap this up? Well, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, the suggestions we've offered in this podcast are really not new to our listeners. No. Yeah, I'm sure they've heard these before, and it's just fairly common sense. But I think what we're trying to say today in this podcast and also in this series is that we really need to make reaching new people a priority. Yes. 
we really must renew our goal of making disciples. That's that's the mission that Jesus gave mm-hmm. to his followers, to go into all the world to make disciples and then teach them to obey and so forth. And And let's give serious thought to how we might do that better. If you have any suggestions, listeners, maybe ideas that are working in your church where you are, you know we would love to hear them, and we will do our best to pass those good ideas along to our listeners and to our readers. Mm -hmm. You know, we all get comfortable where we are, and sometimes we forget that new people will not feel the same. So we just have to stop and take a step back and think about what we can do to help um, new people feel good about coming to join us and being a part of our worship services. So uh, we'll sign off for today. And we want to say that we hope God really blesses you in all of your service to the Lord. And we really do want to thank you, church leaders, for your service. So let us know how we may support you in the great work that you are doing. We want to help answer your questions and offer our support so that you can become the effective church leader that the Lord deserves and that your church deserves. Until next time, God bless you. 